This is Degree Free Decisions. The podcast that says screw the norm and kicks the nine to five to the curb. Cody Secor is here to tear down the BS about needing a college degree for success. Sick of the same old climb the corporate ladder crap? Welcome to the club. We're diving into the lives of those who've said no to traditional paths and yes to building something extraordinary. Get ready for unfiltered chats with everyone from renegade CEOs to self-made entrepreneurs. These stories aren't just real, they're revolutionary. Strap in for raw stories and eye-opening truths that'll redefine your view on careers. Degree-free decisions starts right now. Let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Degree-Free Decisions. I'm back here today on Monday, as promised, with somebody who I'm very proud to announce as my first official guest. This is my dad, Jason Secor. He's been a top producing agent in the Birmingham Market Center. That's where I've lived my whole life for pretty much my entire life. So um, Jason, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Well, um, married, five kids. Cody's the oldest of five. So uh, been selling real estate since 2006 in the business world since 2001, two, and uh, sold real estate individually, uh, personally, just myself, and then built a team some of this time. And so that's where we are. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, I want to hear about your successes, your failures, and everything in between. Um, so, you know, like I said, you've been a top producing agent in the Birmingham market, which has had its ups, downs. It's been crazy for the last 15 years. Um, you've been a single agent. You've been super successful building a team with top producing agents. So I just want to know what the top two things that you think have led you to build a successful, not just in real estate, but a successful company in general. Um, so, so number one, I'd say it's, waking up every day and having a plan. Yeah. So it's, it's the having a plan every day of doing, cons, doing every day consistently the right things. And when you consistently day in, day out, do the right things over time, it leads to success. So I think number one is having a plan. And number two is just being willing not to quit. So it's just having that, that desire and commitment that no matter what, gets thrown at you that you're just gonna day after day show up put in the work doesn't matter how hard it is doesn't matter who tells you no doesn't matter who tells you that you're gonna fail doesn't matter who tells you you're the greatest thing since sliced bread that you just do day in and day out what you know you need to do and i say those are the two biggest things with the x factor being that um i just have a faith you know my faith is in Jesus Christ, and just I have a faith every day that I know that he's who I'm looking for, for the, the attaboy and the, the well done, good and faithful servant. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the world tells me. I just have that faith that if I know if I give my all day in and day out and work as though unto the Lord, that success is going to come. Awesome. Well, I'm going to circle back to the success. But first, you talk about your routine, your daily routine. And how important that is. So what is your day? What, do you, what, what would you say your daily routine looks like? I mean, I think, you know, it's evolved over different seasons. And so I'd say, I'd say right now, and um, it, it's, it starts with just waking up and, and having a, 
my faith is very important, as I alluded to. And so starting off just with time and prayer and reading the Bible for me. And then I have some positive things that I put in. I go through a process of writing down at least three things I'm grateful for, going through and writing out my goals, and then working in, getting some exercise in, in that morning routine, in, in that morning. And then for me, it goes to getting into the business. And then it, it gets into let's let's block out the things that are the most important things for that day, which in sales, it's, it's doing your lead generation. I mean, it, it's getting in and either calling your buyers or sellers or whatever you're selling. And in, in, in my case, real estate, it's either helping my team um, get sales or it's me personally getting in and getting in sales. And that really takes up the first, you know, the primary portion of my day till at least, you know, lunchtime is doing that. And then I go on appointments in the afternoon and do the other things that need to take on. But that's for me in sales, that's the routine. Yeah. What do you think the biggest challenge in your day routine is for you every day? The biggest challenge? Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest challenge, and I'm going to say for me, but I'm going to say I believe it's for any anyone in sales and really anybody's success. It's the, what what I heard from, I think, Gary Keller the first time is he calls it the repetitious boredom, is the, the success comes in doing in the repetitious boredom of doing the right things daily, day in, day out over time. And I think the hardest thing for for me is it's easy to get bored with those things and doing them consistently over time. And so you want to go seek out other things to do. And I think to be successful, it's you just got to get really good at doing the same things day in, day out, every day. I totally agree. And being in the business the last 90 days, I can totally 100% speak to that. It's all about consistency because it is hard to go in there and do everything. Everything, the same, like the same thing for four hours every single day. And not get bored of it. So I can definitely speak to that. That is definitely true. Um, so going on to what you said, kind of mental toughness, you know, not giving up. What, what, one, what are the top, what do you think the number one, maybe, maybe a couple of things that have really been thrown at you in your business over the last 15 years that have not necessarily, obviously not made you quit, but made you think about it or made you want to quit? Um, I mean, this is going to sound, um, so number one, I, I started building my real estate business kind of what most people would say is the worst time in 2006 and 2007, which was the greatest recession since the Great Depression. So I built my business through that and we grew year in and year out. So that for me developed the mental toughness and I just knew the market didn't dictate whether I was going to be successful or fail. It was I dictated it, so it was my activities yeah. that dictated success or failure. That's so, good. so there hasn't been really a moment that's made me want to quit. The hardest thing in building a team is you can want it so bad for people, but if people don't want it for themselves, you can't make them do it. So there's a saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well when you when you believe in people at a high level and you want them to succeed a lot of times we try to force people to want things for themselves that they don't want for themselves and so i'd say the hardest thing for me that's honestly made me not quit but made me want to quit building a team 
it's just you can't want stuff for people more than they want it themselves. And that's hard for me to realize that I can't make people do the things they need to do to be successful. Yeah. Um, and guys, that I don't know if I caught that, but that was a major bomb for anybody in any sales market. He said the market does not dictate whether I'm successful. My actions every day do because I've heard people on his team say it. I've heard people all throughout real estate in any industry, solar, any industry say, oh, yeah, the market's just bad. So my business is down when really there's companies and businesses that are thriving in a bad market. So I 100% agree with you there. Well, it's just it's, it's just the, the facts is we you or I are the market like we're the market like we we determine what goes in in the market like we all are we're all you know on this earth you know there's there's god's economy and then there's the economy that we show up and we create in our lives every day and i think that's where most people fail is that they're looking for a tool or the marketplace or their friends or a lead source to determine their market where every day we wake up and we create the market and the opportunity within our market for ourselves. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'll say as real estate agents, it's number one question we get all the time is what's the market like? Yep. It's really, it's dictated by us, not what the media, the news wants to tell everybody. 100%. All right. Well, um, business wise, that's, that's really what I, the questions I got for you. And I want to, I want to ask you, you do have a college degree, don't you? I do. Where did you graduate from? I have a bachelor's in communications from the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And how often would you say that you've used that degree throughout your real estate success? <laughs> that would be a, a, a big zero. Um, I, I, bought, I bought into that process because at the time, uh, I had the fortune of um, growing up and, you know, your grandfather, my dad, and, and my mom, a, a house of entrepreneurs. My dad's a, a entrepreneur and um, and and loves business. And I grew up in that household and that environment. But I thought I had to go to college because that was the system that at the time I wanted to go into full time uh, ministry and the church denomination we were a part of. To be a pastor in that denomination, you had to at the time you had to go get a college degree so you could go to seminary. So. My sole purpose in going to college was to get a degree to go to seminary, and I never right. planned on using it. And um, and that's good because I've never used it a day in my life, um, except other than you know, accumulating some bills from 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 college and you know student loans at, at the time and, and different things and and all that. But I've never used it a day in my sales career, uh, one at all. So you talk about you talk about that college debt, um, and I think people just think about it. The people that parents aren't just paying for it; they do have to take on the debt. I think they just think, you know, I'll go to college and I'll go get a good enough job where I'll pay it off. You know, mm -hmm. it's not a big deal. When really and truthfully, it's not that easy, is it? No, it's not that easy because it, you just you use it, and you know, and you can get loans, and and you can, and a lot of people not only use it to pay for college, but they use it to to fund the lifestyle at college, to pay for the, to pay for the apartment or pay for living expenses or make car payments through that with, with the different loans and grants they can get. And the thing is like, you're not, you're, you're going, you're running it up. They have that you, you pay interest on that when it gets done. You know, most people in college, we, you defer it as long as you can. Yeah. And, and then you start paying it. 
And, and I think the big thing I would say I challenge people on is why are you going to college? I mean, number one, I just think the whole education system screwed up at the, at the top. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go there if you want. Uh, yeah. It's your podcast, so I'm not trying to lead the way, but, you know, it, it, it's a broken system. And unless you're going to be a doctor or an attorney or a nurse or a CPA, I don't really understand the benefit that your typical 18, 17, 18, 19-year-old gets from going to college in 2023. Well, I mean, I can tell you why they're going to college, and some of my friends aren't going to like me for this, but they're going to college so they can party. Most of my, I can confidently say that most of the people that I know that are going to college right now have zero clue what they want to do in four years when they graduate, but they know they want to go right now and join a frat or go right now and join a sorority, and they want to go party because they want to live the college lifestyle for the next four years. And that's for some people and it's not for some people, but the reality is in four years when they're done partying, they're going to have a loan payment that's more than the brand new car I just bought. And that's when reality is going to hit. Well, well, the big question I ask is what is college portrayed as why do people go to college? I mean, the reality of it, what I'm taught in school is colleges portrayed, you go there for four years, get a degree and go get a good job. I mean, I had an English teacher in 11th grade tell me when I told him I was going to do real estate and skip college, he said, all right, I'll see you working at McDonald's in two years. When, I mean, in all reality, I'll probably triple in salary in two years, but, and that's fine. We need teachers, but I think we're taught from kindergarten to 12th grade when we graduate that college, that you have to go to college and get a good job when if you look at the market right now, more people are graduating than there are jobs being produced each year, which therein lies the problem. So let's so let's talk about this. So why do you think the education system promotes college? Well, they maybe not the high school education system, but the college system in of itself is funded buy these loans that people are taking out there. They're paying for it in a lump sum or they're paying for the loans themselves. Yeah, well, let's even go back to like elementary school. Like that it, it's, it's a system that's created. Like they go, like, let's talk, let's talk about you. You're no longer in that system, but let's talk about your, your, your brothers and, and sister. Like what do they always talk about when testing comes up? You got to study and make a good good grade on the test. Yeah, they got to get good grades on tests. But then they talked about the standardized testing, which what benefit do they ever get from taking the, we're in Alabama, so the ACAP or whatever all these tests are. They put all this anxiety on these kids to perform because that's how they get graded. Yeah. And so if if you're a teacher, I'm not picking on you for this, but this is just as a parent's opinion and somebody in the marketplace that I think the whole system screwed up and it's messed up because you're giving all these kids get this anxiety because they get the pressure from teachers that are pressured from administrators to perform on these tests that prove nothing of how smart a kid is. Nothing of how smart these kids are so that they can produce a test on a standardized test because we based it on these standardized tests for this screwed up process that we tell the kids how smart they are or not smart they are. When those tests don't prove anything, they may prove intellect, but they don't prove smart or they prove how good of a test taker you are. And some kids just aren't good test takers to produce this because we take federal funding 
and we don't get the funding unless we perform at certain levels or then we're deemed a good school or a bad school. And it's all on this. And like, and my thing is with education, education should be for learning and teaching kids how to tap into their giftedness. And some kids are gifted and they'd be great plumbers and run great plumbing businesses. I got friends that run plumbing business, so like uh, electricians, heating and air guys. You don't have to go into sales. You, I think sales is a great thing to be, be in. I think the world needs more honest, good salespeople that take care of people and have a servant's heart. But the world, so I know lots of electricians, plumbers, heating, air, roofing com- contractors, like contractors in general that make really, really good money and do a really, really good job taking care of people. But those people in our current education model would be made to feel like outcast in a lot of things because they don't want to take the book test and go to college. Like I think the, I think the system screwed up because our system was built to create good little employees that want to go work for corporate America. And that system is broken. It's been debunked and it's just perpetrated. And quite honestly, you know, I'm in the South. I love Jesus. I'm probably conservative in my values. I don't believe in a college system that is basically promoting a lifestyle of partying and in a lot of times socialistic tendencies that aren't teaching people that they could should go perform and become the best they can be versus go just work for somebody. There's nothing wrong with working for somebody. I actually wish in a lot of cases I could work with people and I didn't have to make all the decisions. But our college system is promoting a liberal ideology that is not good from the world. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And we don't have to get into the political side if you want. But <laughs> but the other thing, and you touched on this a little bit, is it's people going and working for all these corporations and all these Fortune 500 companies that doesn't help the American economy. It's not going to save the people that already graduated college and have mortgage payments or buying gas every day. It's not going to help them. It's going to make your taxes higher. It doesn't help America for us to have less small businesses, which is what college is created. Well, college is created to create employees, which goes to your point of of not small businesses. And you can go to work for companies and, and, and whether they're small companies, medium companies or large companies, and you basically can get into sales and you can write your, write a ticket and you can have your own business within their business or you can do different things. So I'm not saying everybody's got to go out and start a small business. Like you could go apprentice and work with an electrical company as an electrician and make good money or a plumbing contractor or, or that. So I'm not saying like going and working for people are bad. I'm just saying there's a better way than having to go to college and rack up $25,000, dollars $100,000 of debt and getting indoctrinated with ideology that may not line up with your beliefs. And if that's your belief system, that's fine. You're entitled to your belief system. I'm entitled to mine. That's the great thing about living in America, which we've lost that mindset. We want to we make somebody 100% wrong and our enemy if they disagree with us when the beauty of America is we can have our individualized opinions and we can 
still live in a country and be free and you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Every listener of your podcast is entitled to theirs. We don't have to have the same opinion, right? but we do have the right to our own opinion. And my issue with a lot of the, the education system is they want to make it where only the opinion of the quote unquote educated educators are the right opinion. And I think what we need to do is we need to get this out to people and let them know if you don't want to go to college, that's not, doesn't make you dumb. You're not going to necessarily be the person that never has a good job, which is what you were told in school. You're not ostracized like you and your brother were when y'all said you didn't want to go to college. Right. You're not the, the back when I was in school, you weren't the one that was made to feel less than because you didn't want to go to college. You wanted to go into a, to a trade like plumbing or heating and air or electrician or, or a contracting business or, or whatever. Like those, those fields are some of the highest paying fields you can go into in the States. There's not enough, there's not enough plumbers. There's not enough electricians. There's not enough heating and air people. And, and we need more of those. And that's my issue with our education system is that we make it all about pushing people into college because it's a system that was created by the super elite educated to create employees for their companies. And it doesn't work anymore. It's a broken system. And we've got to wake up to that and share that with people instead of perpetrating this lie that just gets people coming out of school in so much debt, they can never get away from it. And honestly, I believe it's probably the number one wealth killer for your generation that they'll face is the ability to get out of the debt that they take on through a college education. I completely agree. And if you want my real opinion, I think in, in certain aspects, maybe not going to be a doctor or a lawyer, but I think college makes pe most people is built to make most people a lot dumber than it is smarter. 100% because the, the thing is here, here's the thing. I want to, I want to say this loud and clear for everybody. And so this can be your sound sound bite, your, your, your sound clip for everybody is that I am pro education, just not a college education. Like if I showed you the amount of money I've invested in books, paying to go to training, the amount of time I listen to podcasts, researching information, I spend more time, I probably invest more time each year than people that are going to college in education. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but it's not, it's, you got to be careful what you're educating yourself on. Like core curriculums in colleges, why do we need to take a lot of those core curriculums? A lot of them are just rehashing what you should have learned in high school. And a lot of the reason I think they rehash it is number one, it's a way for them to make money. It's a profit center. Number two, it's because we've so dumbed down our education system. People aren't learning in high school what they ought to learn because we lower the standard down to the, to the lowest person in the room and the highest person in the room and challenging the lowest person to come up to the highest person. We've dumbed down our education system because we don't hold the standards anymore because we got to make everybody feel like there's something they're so smart instead of because we may hurt little Bobby or little Susie's feelings because they don't feel as smart. No, we ought to call them up 
Like we ought to call people up to a standard versus lowering the standard that dumbs down the standard, but we're not teaching things that matter. Like we, in your house, in, in my house, I've got kids that say they don't like to read. You know why? Because they're not reading stuff that matters. They're reading the things that the school says they have to read versus things that can make a difference in their lives. So I'm a huge advocate of education. Like you're not going to college, but have I given you things that I in conferences that I think you should invest in or we should invest in for you to go further yourself and learn more? All the time, every day. All the time. Do I send you books you should order from Amazon and you should read? I do, and I read them daily. Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah, that's why I'm making one. Like so, so we we are a pro education family. We're just not pro college because I don't believe unless you're going to be a doctor, attorney, CPA, and college is going to teach you things. Like, let me be honest. If you want, if you're a doctor and I need your help, I want you to have gone to college and gone to right. med school. If you're an attorney and I need you to represent me, I want you to have gone to law school. If you're a CPA, I need you to know what you're doing and understand the tax code. If you are a nurse, I want you to have gone to nursing school. <laughs> Let me be clear. But if you're not going to do those things for the most part, I think between YouTube, conferences with, with people that are in your field, learning how to communicate with people, I think that's way more valuable than going into $100,000 at debt to have some guy teach you about business in college that's never run a business, never operated a business. He can tell you all the stuff he read in a book, but he's never had to meet a payroll. He's never had to put together a marketing plan. He's never invested a dime of his own money into a business. Like, why do I want to go learn business from that guy when I can go learn from people that have created businesses and have failed and created businesses and have succeeded that can teach me from their life experience? Oh, totally. And the problem with college is it doesn't teach you about business. Yet, if you look at how colleges are structured, they're one of the biggest businesses in America, but they're not businesses that are – any business, any successful business is a business that needs to make – is a business that makes a lot of money. And colleges make a crap ton of money because they're built on making other people poor. Yep. And, well, and a girl that I know um, – I'm not going to say her name on the podcast, but she's going to college right now. She's, but she's going to community college. She's, um, but, and she has a full scholarship. She's not paying for any of it. But I mean, we were talking the other day and she came to the realization. She was like, I'm not going to like graduate school after this. I'm not going to get the other two years because whether I stop now or finish out my two year degree, I can go get a job wherever I want. And I may start at a little bit lower rank than somebody who's in school for two more years. But in those two years, I'm going to work my way up and be making way more money than them and have zero debt. Then somebody who goes to college for four years, parties, goes into $35,000 in debt, and then starts out and is trying to keep climbing that corporate ladder. So even if you want to go get a job at a corporation or a big business, you don't necessarily need a college degree. No, 100%. And I think that's going to become more and more prevalent in businesses. Oh, is, uh, and and it's, they're going to realize that a lot of people are coming out of high school and college and they're not... They're not a, they're not equipped to go into the workforce because they're just learning a bunch of nonsense that's not going to apply to everyday life. Now, I'm 
the, the thing that I think people need to learn and the argument somebody could have, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate for a minute right. is, you know, you develop as you get old, but this happens with developmentally. You just become more adept at dealing with people, interacting with people. And they'll be like, you learn social skills. Well, my argument would be you can learn that in the workforce just as easily as you can in college. 100%. Like I can, I can, I can go, I can go to work right out of high school and I can make money and I can put money into a savings account. I can invest money. I can live my life. And in that same four or five years, which, you know, they call it a four year degree, but that four year degree now takes most people five to six years. So six years of tuition, six years of room and board. Well, what if I go to work for those five to six years? And I just conservatively invest a hundred to two hundred dollars a month into a, a just a reasonable investment. What has that grown to over those six years? And that same six years, I'm interacting with people. I'm developing the same interpersonal and relatability skills I would have at college. I'm just not going to school, studying for tests, going to fraternity and sorority parties you know, running up an alcohol bill, you know, getting indoctrinated by the, by the school and what they want to teach me. I'm getting, I'm getting my indoctrination from the things that I want to go study based on my faith, based on my goals, based on the things I want to pursue in life. No, I totally agree. And guys, here's the thing. If partying is your thing, go work and make a crap ton of money from 18 to 30 and then party when you're rich. <laughs> I mean, I'm that's not, what, yeah. I'm that's not what, saying yeah. that that's what you should do, but I'm saying if partying is your thing, it's going to be a lot more fun when you have a crap ton of money to spend than when you're doing it based off of a college loan and daddy's money. Well, yeah, I mean, you're just going in, you're just going into debt. I mean, you're going into debt and, or you're putting your family, your parents in debt and maybe you don't care because your parents are spending the money, but, uh, you know, at, at some point they're going to, they're going to catch on and they're not going to want to keep paying for <laughs> right. you to go you know, not get the grades you need to go into. But yeah, no, totally. And this podcast isn't made to bash college. It's made to help young people who necessarily are thinking about it or just don't want to go into debt, show them how to build wealth yeah. versus let the college system make them yeah. poor. Well, and I, and I mean, the, the name of your, the name of your, your podcast is degree free decisions, right? Right. Like the, the name of your podcast is, is I'm not here to say you're dumb if you're going to college. I just think we live in a world that makes people feel like college is the next step in this journey of life. And so we make people feel like you'd be crazy if you don't go to college. Right. My, my position is maybe you're crazy if you do go to college and you don't have a plan for why you're at college. So my thing's not like you should or you shouldn't go to college. Right. Now, obviously you can tell by listening to me, I'm not really pro college unless you have a reason to go to college or a specific reason. But what I want the world to do is to give young people and their parents the information to make educated decisions to understand you are not a lesser than person if you decide college is not for you and you pursue a trade, an industry, you know, cosmetology, any of these things that you can do 
that you have to get an education to do. You have to go apprentice to be an electrician or a heating and air person or a plumber. Or you have to go in and learn it and apprentice and go through some courses for cosmetology. There's education in all of those fields. There's education to go into sales. There's education for all these things. But we've, we've promoted this, what I believe is a lie and a myth that you're only successful if you go to college. And it's perpetrated from the time kids enroll in kindergarten to the time they walk through a graduation aisle in a high school. And I think it's, it's sickening. It angers me. And I think your podcast is great because it lets young people know you don't have to go get a degree. There are other options. And if you want to go get a degree, great. More power to you. Do it just knowing you have other options. I totally agree. So last thing, shifting away from shifting away from the college side of everything, um, what would you, what would your biggest tip specifically getting into real estate for a young person be? If you could, if you were talking to me like you did 90 days ago and I was decided I wanted to do real estate, what would be the number one thing that you could tell me or another listener who would want to get into real estate? Um, I think real estate, and here's the thing, if you're not interested in real estate, but interested in sales, I think real estate's a great vehicle because I think the majority of wealth is created through real estate in our country. Maybe not necessarily just through selling real estate, but the purchasing of real estate. So the great a great way to be able to purchase it is through selling it. So you learn it and get educated on it. But I think if this applies to any sales, is I think you have to get goes to what I opened with. You have to get clear on what you're trying to accomplish. Like, and then you have to wake up every day with a plan and you have to execute that plan day in, day out, no matter how you feel, no matter what side of the bed you wake up on, you have to go out and you have to execute and focus on doing the right things in your business daily, which in real estate is I need to have conversations with people about buying and selling real estate. If I'm selling, you know, Pins. I need to have conversations with everybody about buying pins. Um, if I'm selling pharmaceuticals, you know, if I'm at work for a pharmaceutical sales company, I need to talk to doctors about getting my product in their in 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 their um, in their hospital or clinic. And then and then I need to have conversations with people every day about that. And I need to learn how to communicate what I do very, very precisely and very, very intelligently and succinctly. And I need to learn how to market myself to let the world know what I do, what value I bring them and how I can help them accomplish their goals in the best way. 100%. Now I agree with what you said about sales and you've taught me this my whole life. I've heard it from multiple successful people in all different industries, whether it's real estate, no matter what it is, if you can learn to sell, you'll always have a job. You'll always have a job. It's it's not and and it's the and and just I'll I'll, I'll say this because this is degree free decisions, right? So we're most people looking at getting degrees are probably more in your generation than my generation, right? But I think the one thing that these little things that we all walk around with is we've all got to be such a text, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, generation. I think the number one skill you can learn how to do is communicate with people verbally, face to face and over the telephone 
is the number one skill is I know our world wants to get more and more to text and we want to text everything and text is a great tool. Don't get me wrong, but I think the, the human beings are looking for this face to face interaction. Like we're having recording this podcast. And I think the more you develop those skills and ability to communicate with people, the farther you're going to go in any business endeavor degree or no degree. Oh, I completely agree. Being able to text can get somebody in for an appointment, being able to talk to them on the phone and communicate a pleasant. And that's how you're going to make money. 1000%. Oh. All right. Well, that's really, that's really everything I have for you. I've had fun with you. Um, if anybody in the Birmingham area needs a house, what, how can they get in touch with you? You can um, reach out. It's Jason Secor uh, with Jason Secor Home Advisors at Keller Williams. And my cell phone number is all over the, uh, all over the internet. But it's a 205-281-6641. Or you can um, visit our website, searchhomesinbirmingham.com. All right, cool. Thanks, Jason. I've had fun with you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Sure.